0: Hey, podcast listeners, Andy Clark here. This time, a personal story of escape and enormous anguish about people still trapped. It's a story from behind the news headlines, a story about refugees and a distant and devastating war which no one seems able or willing to bring to an end. And for me, it's also the story of a former colleague. So, who is
1: he? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, my name is Tahir Mohriz in Arabic I uh, I am a Syrian filmmaker
0: I worked with Tahir at Radio Netherlands Worldwide and the first part of this podcast was recorded 2 years ago whilst we were colleagues I recently listened back to that recording and thought it would be fitting to share the story with you here and I also wanted to meet with Tahir again and find out what happened to him and the wife and one-year-old daughter He was forced to leave behind. So, the first half of the show is the story of how Thaher came to the Netherlands, and the second half is what happened next. Thaher fled the war in his country, traveling like so many of his fellow Syrians overland to Turkey, across the sea to Greece, and on through the Balkans. I ran away from Damascus in the middle of the night. So, this uh, was very bad. Thaher also talks about the hope of being reunited with his wife. And baby daughter.
1: If uh, Shima and Maria, my wife and daughter, came to Holland, I, they, we will stay as, as a family. In this moment, I can feel I am start again. This is his story. The sounds
0: of the Syrian war. A helicopter circles overhead and a barrel bomb falls. <laughs> Syria is now in its sixth year of war. Large parts of the country have been destroyed and millions have fled. Our very own colleague, Thaher Mahrez, also fled the country. As an independent filmmaker in Damascus, he was
1: being pressured to make propaganda. My name is uh, Thaher Mahrez, I am uh, 35 years old, I am from Syria. Uh, I'm Syrian movie maker. I used to to make a documentaries movie in Syria, and uh, that's me. The pressure on Tahir continued to grow. Actually, I work in a Syrian national TV, uh, so uh, I can't work in free space. There is no free space for me to work, so they ask me to make propaganda. And, and and really, I, I don't believe in this kind of work. I believe in freedom.
0: Daher took the agonizing decision to leave. This is the story of how he came to join us here in the Netherlands. Growing numbers of refugees stranded in Greece. And the situation looks
2: set to get...
1: I ran away from Damascus in the middle of the night. So this is, uh, was very bad or person who made these videos with Damascus. You, you can see my videos in Damascus to to run away from Damascus like uh, in the middle of the night. So I go out to, uh, to Beirut and from Beirut to Turkey. Uh, we ask some gangs to put us in the boat in Turkey. We give them money. I stay in Azmir one week, more than one week. Uh, we we uh, we meet many many uh, gangs. Uh, I I I I call them militias because they have weapons. So um, they uh, they want money to put us from the point in uh, the Turkish beach to the Europe beach. So I had uh, I meet many of them, and finally I decided to go with one of them to uh, Lesbos. And it was a very hard night also because we sleep in the no, no one place, so we sleep uh, like very bad night with animals. When it was very bad, really, Andy. Uh, and um, when uh, when we decide to, when they decide to put us in the point, uh, it also it was very hard in the in the sea. Somewhere along the coast.
0: The boat stops the captain tells the migrants it's safe for them to get on
1: we uh, we were uh, more than uh, 50 50 uh, 50 person in uh, seven meters boat, and uh, it, we, we have uh, pregnant women also we uh, also we have some iraqian uh, uh, people uh, it was it was horrible and uh, the sea, the sea was good not, the sea was not very bad but the the bad situation is uh, how we were in this boat because many people in very small place uh, it was very hard uh, i i i have my phone i i still connect with my wife in, the, in that moment i still call her and send her share location on my whatsapp um, but I have this feeling I will do it. I have this feeling. I uh, I, I was strong enough to uh, to keep my wife also strong. Uh, also, my wife Shema was strong. Uh, but uh, and the, to be honest, really, I I don't thinking in that moment in these uh, details. I'm thinking about I, I I I have to do it. I want. I have to to protect my my family. I have to do something because. We don't have any, any choice. If we stay in Syria, we will die soon. I, ha- I can't look uh, behind me. I can't look. Uh, so in that moment, I am thinking about what's the next, what is the next. So that's okay. it. The refugees pop into view as if from nowhere, frighteningly low in the water, snaking from left to right, looking for a place to land. It's six kilometres, a window of flat, calm water with no wind is seeing a mad dash across the Mitalini Strait from Turkey to Greece. Uh, we stay in Lesbos uh, three days. And uh, after that, uh, it was very normal uh, It's uh, to go uh, by big boat to Athens. And uh, also, there is uh, many troubles in the, the Greek-Macedonia uh, borders. Uh, we wait for, like, more than 20 hours In the jungles, in the borders, uh, it was horrible. I I saw many children crying there. In in that moment, Andy, I I thank God to keep Maria and Shema in uh, Damascus because it's really very, very hard to to see children maybe. I I can't remember, I can't forget, I saw uh, uh, children with one month with her, with with his mother, and uh, under the sun, and I, I can't uh, forget these pictures. So really, it was very hard in the Macedonia borders, and uh, after that, uh, in uh, in Serbia, also we ask uh, some gangs to uh, to cross the borders to Hungary, and uh, it was easy, but easier than uh, the first steps. And after that we go by trains to Holland. Um when I when I arrived to Amsterdam, it was amazing because I can't believe I do it finally. So, I, I, I don't have this feeling I am in safe now. Really, I, I don't have this feeling, but I feel I am here. I can't imagine. I, I do it. But, um, uh, it was, uh, my wife started crying when I call her. I am in Amsterdam. I am in the Amsterdam Central Station and, uh, everything is good now. But, uh, I, I have, um, uh, this feeling, my wife and the daughter will come in the next few months, but now I am almost one year, and I stay in Syria until now. And uh, the, I found also a very long procedures. I stay uh, very long to get my status. To, to, nobody wants to hear my story in the beginning. Nobody asks me to hear who I am.
0: How did it make you, uh,
1: make you feel about making this journey and then arriving? Uh, I want to say that not because I am now part of RNW, but I don't feel I am welcome here only in RNW because also nobody hear my story in the beginning. So I stay in the tents uh, like uh, more than uh, uh, six months with nothing. Nobody know my name maybe. Only uh, when I visit my colleague, my old colleague here, uh, I feel myself, I am journalist. So um, I don't feel anyone respect me in that moment. But after that, when I had the, the interview with A&D, when they know my story and they check maybe my name, they saw many my movies, so they I feel some respect in this moment, yeah.
0: But at the beginning, you didn't have any kind of interviews or official interview. Presumably, you were registered. People asked to see your papers and yeah. wrote your name down somewhere. But. Yeah, uh,
1: in the in the beginning, uh, yes, it's it's not interview. It's like uh, I give them my papers, and uh, they give me number. So they don't want I uh, they don't want to hear my story. So they only want okay, this is you, you are Syrian. Wait. So this is not interview this is kind of uh, okay I apply to be refugee only that
0: you you said your wife and your daughter who is now just 1 year old uh, I understand yeah. that they're still um, in in Syria what's yeah. what's the situation there and uh, and what is your hope uh, to have uh, r- to be reunited with them
1: Actually my wife is now to, now without house because of the religion problem uh, she can't uh, rent any house because uh, she have uh, a Alawi husband, and uh, in the, in his in her area, and she can't rent house in my area also because she is Sunni, so she stay without house with her parents with my parents. So this is the hard situation. So Maria now growing without father, Maria now growing without uh, home. So I hope uh, really they can came here very fast. When you look at
0: uh, Syria now, from from here, uh, the war is going on. Obviously, the personal uh, implications for your family is is one of your main concerns. And when you think about the country itself, what do you see as the as the future for for Syria?
1: Uh, it's very it's very hard question, indeed because I saw my country uh, dying now. Everything is uh, destroyed in Syria. I I lose two houses in Syria. I lose my camera in Syria also. Every day I saw my country destroyed and this is very, very hard for me. I don't see any end for this bad war. All the people is crazy there. I don't know why. All the people want to fight. Also, I don't know why. Really, there is no reason to fight. I, I don't know if they are fighting because of the revolution of or because of the... I don't know. I don't believe in this kind of things. But I don't see any anything will happen soon to this war, and this is the bad part, really. This is the sad part.
0: If you look to your yourself now, um, when you do uh, try and look to, to positive things, uh, what, what what are what is the positive thoughts that, uh, that keep you going after all you've been through, and uh, what would you... Like to happen more than anything else. I think I know the answer to the question. Of course, is being reunited with your family.
1: But. Yes, uh, of course. To 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 be uh, to return to my family because I am now without family. I feel to 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 rebuild my house as a family. This is the the basic thing in my life. I think if Shaima and Maria, my wife and daughter came to Holland, I, they, we will stay as, as a family. I can, I can, in this moment, I can feel I am start again. I want really to do something to Syrian people. I really want to do something. I know I, I trust myself. I really w- can do something. I hope I can do something for my people.
0: You're listening to the Here in Holland podcast and the story of Taher Maris, a Syrian refugee who found peace and safety in the Netherlands but was left with the agony and worry about the family he was forced to leave behind. I used to work with Taher, and what you just heard was recorded two years ago. I recently listened back to the tape and was intrigued to find out what had happened and if the family had been reunited. So I set off to Hilversum to meet up with my old colleague. Hey, Tahir. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Nice, nice to see you again. Nice to see you again too, yeah. The hare greets me Thank warmly you. and takes me inside his terraced house. So, how is the Netherlands
1: treating Hello. him? How's life? Every, every day I see smiling faces in the street and uh, yes, it's really good life here. I like this country, yeah, very much.
0: When I first talked to you, when we were working together, your family wasn't here yeah. and
1: that was one of the biggest stresses yeah. uh, for you. Yeah. What, what was that like? Um, that that was very, very I, I, I don't know how to say it in English, but it's really was, was very bad time to uh, be uh, in a place and your family in a war and you are in a peaceful place. It gave me a guilty feeling in the beginning that I am now okay, I am now in safe and they are now in danger. But the last two months, it was really uh, very stress because uh, I do not receive anything from the IND. Just a footnote, the IND or the END in Dutch
0: is the Dutch Immigration Service and they have the power to make or break a refugee's life by deciding if they have the right to live in the Netherlands and if they have the right for their family
1: members to join them. I thought they forget my file, or uh, what's happening? Because uh, some of my friends st- start their family to come here, and I have nothing from the and So it was really stress. Oh, um, sometimes I feel oh, um, it's not happened. Sometimes or, or my wife uh, called me, uh, and they say I will never come to you. She she really uh, lose the hope, uh, and um, it was really horrible waiting because um sometimes I, we really lose the hope you cannot imagine it's re- i cannot focus in my work if you remember i cannot focus in my uh, in everything i ca- i couldn't study I, because my head always and and don't forget that uh, period there is a very hard war uh, around damascus and it was really every day we hear news, and uh, my wife uh, is living near of the borders. The, they are fighting close to their their house. So it was really every day in the internet, in the WhatsApp, what's happening around you, what's happening. Yeah, but
2: yeah, the waiting was terrible because, uh, <clears throat> like he said, we we, uh, we have a lot of war in Syria. And uh, especially in my, around my house, and uh, my daughter cannot uh, going outside to playing with other children, and yeah, that was uh, really terrible.
0: That's the hair's wife, Shema. Even though they weren't together, they were in constant contact. And then during one Skype conversation, there was news.
1: Uh, I was uh, talking with her on Skype, in Skype the, in the, on my mobile. And I hear uh, that something uh, come to my uh, uh, door, and I said uh, to her, "Shame away! Uh, there is uh, some letter coming to my house." And uh, when I when I saw the logo of the Dutch government, I saw it's it's uh, it's. Uh, it's a letter from the government let's see and when we open it, that we are you are uh, allowed to get the papers and we st- I start jumping here in the house and she started shouting and it was really very very emotional moment yeah but this this moment changed ev- all the situation because i knew they are coming
2: yes i really can remember that because i was uh, in my home with my uh, with my mother in law uh, and she and she and I said uh, I am going to Netherlands. I am going to my husband. And she started crying, and I started crying also. Yeah, it was a special moment. Yeah, we were in Skype, and uh, we 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 cannot believe that that that's will 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 be really. But uh, but now it's good. Yeah.
0: Papers were arranged, and within a couple of months, the family were together again.
2: What is your name?
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. Maria. Maria? Maria? Ah,
2: mm. and
0: who are you? hare's daughter is now three, and she's already learning to speak Dutch. When she first arrived, though, things took a while to get back to normal, as she
1: no longer knew her father. My daughter, uh, when I when I meet my daughter in the airport, it was, um, she don't know me in the beginning. And uh, in the first three months, uh, she don't allow, allowed me to touch her very much. She feel I'm not her father or something like this. But after that, no, it's become more uh, easy for us. This is the war effect. And, you know, this is, uh, yeah. Now we are living uh, very, a very good situation, I think.
2: Yeah? So
1: what was the first thing
0: the family did together, once reunited?
1: The first night, uh, it's not night, it's the first day, I asked my wife, let's go to Albertine. It's really a very Dutch uh, shop here, and you will see very different kind of shops, uh, because in Syria we don't have the same. And we went to Albertine just being some food and something like that. And, uh, yeah, that's, this, that, that was the first thing. Yeah.
0: Now Shema is learning to speak Dutch, and she's starting to feel at home. She's also thinking about a new career. In Syria, she worked as a TV journalist, something which she gave up because of the increasing dangers. Now she's thinking about computer programming.
2: Yeah, and uh, but I will uh, I will change my job. In Syria, I was working with media, with uh, the Syrian TV, Marna. But now I think I will change it because I really I I uh, study uh, uh, PHP language programming in Syria, and I I uh, I think it's better here to, to work with it.
0: Reunited as a family and making plans for a new life. But of course, it's impossible to forget about what's happening back in Syria itself. It remains an ominous threat for family members left behind. For example, the recent U.S. airstrikes in response to the use of chemical weapons came very close indeed.
2: Uh, I really think it's really bad and will never go better. And I miss my family so much. Because, uh, and when Trump uh, have Syria he bombed or so. It was uh, uh, taken over the house from my uh, family.
0: It's opposite the house of your family, the bombing from yeah, the Americans, yeah. the recent bombing.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it was a terrible moment. I speak with my mother and it was uh, really dark and my, do- my sister was uh, crying, yeah. <laughs> it's really difficult.
1: I think this country is going to... Uh to destroy it more and more. I think uh, our country is not going to be the same of before uh, 2011. I don't know, but uh, <coughs> I feel uh, our people uh, don't want to end this war sometimes, yeah? So um, so they They still fighting. I don't know why. And uh, nobody wants to stop anything even the people, even the, the countries, America, Russia. Nobody wants to stop. So it's going to destroy it more and more.
0: And, and you still have family there yeah. as well? Like, who, who do you still have there? Who's still
1: my parents, my father and mother. And, uh, yes, they are not, uh, maybe I don't tell you this story, but uh, I was able to bring them here but they don't, uh, they don't agree with me. They, my father don't want that. Uh, I asked them to go to embassy in Beirut and to the visa, but they don't want to. And uh, yes, they. I can understand that uh, my father and mother, they, they are now getting very old, and they don't want to change the country. My, my father say if I should die, let's die here. So, now, now they are living in. Peaceful place because there is no ISIS around Damascus anymore. Uh, yeah, but it's war. Yeah, you know that.
0: And, uh, so your your parents could actually come here, but yeah, yeah. well, they don't want to. They, they want don't, to stay. They don't
1: there. want to. Yeah. We I I have the agreement from the A and a- D. They are allowed to uh, to apply for uh, to come here as a refugee, and uh, because they are very old and they need the special care. But uh, when I send them the paper, please send me the passport. They don't want to, so they they choose to stay in Syria.
0: Yeah. But you, when you look the country as a whole, you're just not hopeful that anything will get better any anytime, anytime no, soon.
1: In the beginning, I I uh, I have my own opinion about what's happening. That uh, it's really kind of terrorists coming to the country and destroyed everything. But now. Uh, I, I have the feelings now that uh, we are really look like uh, um, it's really complicated. But we are look like uh, the the people who are really need to destroy themselves to if they want to rebuild this uh, uh, civilization. Uh, they want they they are able to destroy themselves and rebuild themselves again because we don't have the mentality uh, to end this war. All the Syrian people, we all we hate each other. We we don't like each other. Uh, the brothers fighting each other in Syria. This is this is the problem. It's not the problem between Russia and America. There is brother and fighting each other. I know brothers fighting each other. So this is real problem with the society. That will will destroy the country, and it, uh, more even more. Yeah.
0: The family is happy to be together, of course, but the war still takes its heavy toll. But before I leave, I want to ask that, given everything, what does it mean to be in the Netherlands? Uh,
2: it's like uh, it's like uh, you you were in a uh, bad situation, and then. Uh uh place, and, and and now you get your freedom, you get your uh, safety here. Your daughter is safe. You for sure you you, uh, you have uh, you have belief in that. Nothing will happen. Nothing will destroy your house again. We uh, we haven't uh, we we have uh, two houses in Syria destroyed. Yeah, but now you 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 know it for sure that your house is your house. Nobody will come uh, surprising you with. Shooting of killing, yeah.
1: Maybe you are able to talk about your hijab.
2: Uh, yeah, in Syria, I I have to uh, wear hijab. It's because the the area when when I was and uh, mine uh, not mine family, my family, not my parents, my by the whole family, that uh, it's very close-minded, and I I I have to wear hijab. But now when I came here, uh, I don't like it anymore, and uh, I take it off. Yeah and I I feel myself better
0: here. So that's also an s- expression of personal freedom for you as a woman.
2: Yeah, as a woman it's very very freedom. Yeah.
1: yeah. And and for you? Uh for me I think Netherlands reopened the door for my uh uh for my career. Um and I think uh, I am very happy in this country really. I I feel uh now I start feeling feeling belong more for these uh, people, let's see let's say that uh, uh, I really want to do something uh, with my movies here I, I think here I I see light from the door so it's really I, I like it very much uh, in, in, when I was in Syria it was really dark, it was really blocked now I hear, feel more open and I am able to do uh, all my energy to do something. This give me uh, a hope for doing my message. This, this country really gave me this hope. Yeah.
0: The Theher Mahrez and his wife Shema. they now live together with their three-year-old daughter Maria in Hilversum. Thanks to them all for inviting me to their home, It's certainly given me a lot of perspective on my own life to hear again from my old colleague. I wish them all the best, and if anyone out there needs a good filmmaker, then I can highly recommend Tahir. Remember, if you want to support the Here in Holland podcast, you can do so in lots of different ways. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and spread the word by sharing it with family and friends. And now you can also become a patron of the show. For as little as the price of a cup of coffee each month you can become an official benefactor a patron as it's known this will give you the chance to give feedback directly and suggest show topics and i'll also give you a name check in the podcast details are all in the show notes and on the website hereinholland.com thanks for listening and i'll catch you next time